0: Welcome back to the across the pod NFL podcast. It's time for our penultimate season preview of the off season. And this time it's a turn of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with me. I've got a returning guest back with me today is five yard rush. Murph. How are you, mate?
1: All good, mate. Uh, always happy to talk uh, Buccaneers, maybe slightly less so this season than uh, sort of the previous few, five, six years, but uh, yeah, let's get into it. And uh Let's preview what is going to be the wild ride of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in
0: 2023. <laughs> it certainly is, and it certainly starts with the quarterback. So, of course, the, the main eight outs include Tom Brady, who retired. Also, Sean Murphy Bunting uh, has gone to the Titans, your former cornerback. Tackle Donovan Smith has gone to the Chiefs. Cameron Brait, Leonard Fournette uh, have all gone, but they're still free agents. Shaq Mason has been traded to the Houston Texans. And you did sign and release Rodrigo Blankenship, as well as kicker Ryan Suckup. <laughs> uh, other players coming in, likes of Ryan Neal from the Seahawks, Bacon Mayfield, as well as John Wolford at the quarterback position, defensive lineman Greg Gaines, as well as running back Chase Edmonds and kicker Chase McLaughlin. Uh, also recently, the likes of Devontae David, William Golston, who, and he exercised the fifth-year option on tackle Tristan Wurst. And in the draft, he took Kalaya Kansi, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh, 19th overall out of North Dakota State. Offensive tackle, Cody Mork, 48th overall, as well as Yaya Diaby, defensive end, 82nd overall out of Louisville, with eight picks taken in total. So overall for you, Murph, your thoughts on your team's off-season as a whole?
1: I think you have to really paint the context of this off-season. When you, when you hear everything there, you think, wow, that's a really underwhelming off-season. And and it is, but there, there's the the reason why. This this team, this franchise went all in with Tom Brady, won it in twenty twenty, decided to reload, re-signed everybody, went all in again in twenty twenty one. And you know, they were they were one game away really from winning it because they were go got level with the Rams after an appalling first half get level with the Rams. They've got to see out one series and then Cooper Cup blows the coverage and scores the winning touchdown um, to eliminate the Buccaneers. And I think if the Buccaneers beat the Rams, the Rams wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers would have would have gone back to back. I'm 100% convinced on who was left. They'd have run the table. Um, that team was better than the 2020 team. So and then the, the hangover of, of 2022 was a really, really bad year. Um, part of that was some cap restriction but part of that was just uh, Arians going, but a staleness of what was in the place. And then basically the Buccaneers walked into this season with $74.3 million in dead cap because they reloaded everyone, restructured with a load of dead years, restructured contracts, and effectively they had to pay the bill. You know, they They, they didn't do this New Orleans, we're just going to kick the can down the road, kick the can down the road, kick the can down the road, and then we'll pay the credit card when we can't afford it. Um, you know Jason Light made it very clear that this was the plan they were going to have to pay out um, and pay the bill so they're doing it in one hit that's what this year is which is why it's a very underwhelming free agency class didn't have a lot of money to spend in free agents it's why Donovan Smith and Ryan Suckup had to go you know these weren't players that weren't capable they were players that were earning more money than the average at the position and had to go Um same with people like Leonard Fournette, et cetera, like he very nearly went last year. Um, so Baker Mayfield was the best they could get for the money they could afford a one year $4 million deal. Probably the base is even less than that. So, you know, you have to look at what was available and, and what was available for what they could afford. And they were effectively pound chop, you know, they're pound landing it. They were literally getting budget players. Uh, to come in. Now, they're lucky. There's a lot of skill in the offensive, well, on the defensive side of the ball that this this roster is loaded. Um, the defense is going to be what keeps this team competitive. Um, but on the offensive side of the ball, you've got some very good wide receivers, but this offensive line is pretty terrible. Uh, the quarterback positions, I mean, Baker Mayfield's won this job. I don't know how he's won this job. I think it was preconceived. I don't believe it was a Fair contest. Carl Trask has been much better in training camp. He's been much better in the preseason games. Um, he's clearly shown that he's good enough to lead the team. I don't rate Baker Mayfield. I'm not happy with the signing. You know, you've got to remember that the Browns, who tra- who who drafted him one overall, were so desperate to get rid of him. They paid $10.5 million of his base salary in 2022 to trade him to the Carolina Panthers, where he was cut mid season and yes, he had that one amazing comeback against the Raiders. And yes, he had a couple of okay appearances for the Rams, but this is a guy who is on his fourth team in two years. Like nobody's wanted to keep him. So it's a one year deal. The team clearly think that he can do something. I'm not convinced he's going to take this team that far forward. Um, You know, uh, PFF ranked him 37th amongst 39 QBs. Do you want to take a guess who he, who the two QBs were that ranked behind him? One of them was an NFL starter. One uh, sort of came in as a as a cover for an injury. Right. So I guess He's not an NFL... The starter is not a starter anymore. Oh, so Zach, Zach, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson yeah. who was dead last. <laughs> um. Other quarterbacks. So he
0: wasn't. He wasn't a starter at any point. He was a or came but he came or... in as he came in as a starter due to injury. Right. Okay. So that means something like I don't know, Trevor Simeon, Mike White, someone like that. Close. NFC. NFC. NFC
1: yeah. NFC. <laughs> NFC East quarterback. Cooper Rush. I don't think he's there anymore. No. Taylor Heineke. Oh wow.
0: <laughs> oh so, wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. We're talking about they were the two QBs last year. With lower passing or lower uh, PFF ratings than than Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's not one that's going to get you out of your seats. And uh, I know some Bucks fans that are very excited to see Baker Mayfield. I personally am looking forward to him getting benched and, uh, and roll, which I don't know why they didn't roll with Trask, um, but there we go. We'll see Trask at some point in the season, 100%. Um, this contest was a lot closer I think than the coaching staff thought it would be which also tells you how great Baker Mayfield really is um, so yeah I think I think you're gonna see uh, I think you're gonna see Baker benched I think you might see something very similar to what happened in Tampa do you remember when James Winston was banned for three games Ryan Fitzpatrick came in and won those three games we have really difficult games as well and then basically took over from Winston, became the starter because you couldn't bench him, had a horror show against the Steelers. Uh, no, he was good against the Steelers. Um, it was the following game where he had a mayor and then they benched him and then they went to Winston. He had a mayor. they benched him. They went back to Fitzpatrick, they benched him and then they eventually went back to Winston and They went backwards and forwards. I think you might see this quite a bit this season where I think they could rotate QB a couple of times and I don't think either, t- either QB is going to play 10 games.
0: So then if that does happen, so you know, whether it is Trask, whether it's Bacon Mayfield who comes in who's playing week 17 or playing in week eighteen, you know, is it going to be the draft next year? Because um obviously we'll get onto later on mm. how bad you think you might do in, in terms of how far you might be in terms of draft positions for next year. But do you think you know they they'll go down the route next year of maybe going down a free agency quarterback or whether they'll go down the route of going for the draft, or do you think they might even stick with the likes of Trask or Mayfield? What do you think happens? going on further from the season we're in that position I don't, I don't think
1: mayfield's on the roster next year barring barring him going lights out i don't think he's on the roster the the problem you've got is how much rope does the coaching staff have um i think Bowles is on the hot seat i don't think they're overly sold on bowls um i think they were uh eight and nine yes he won a division title last year but eight and nine and it was pretty terrible um this Bucks team um, went 2-0 and then failed to win a game by more than six points the rest of the season. Um, they won a lot of close games in what was one of the worst divisions we've ever seen in the NFL. That NFC South last year was appalling. If in any other division, they don't make the playoffs. They, they, you know, let's, let's get it right. Um, and there were flashes of some moments. And there was some terrible play calling in there. And, and Byron left, which was very predictable. Uh, in his play calling you know running first down 74% of the time uh, going for it on third down uh, in the air like over 70% of the time like it was a very predictable play calling uh, you know you kind of knew what was going to happen and if I as a fan know what's going to happen defensive coordinators across the across the field are going to know exactly what's going to happen and this team just wasn't very good um and it's only going to get worse this season. So I don't, I, Trask is an interesting one. If he comes in and he plays well, then he puts himself in the hot seat to keep the job next year. But my gut feeling is they clean house. Uh, nine coaches left last year, um, which tells me that Todd Bowles isn't in a very strong position because if he was, he'd have kept a lot of the staff. So that tells me he's playing for his job. Um, jason light does he keep his job i I think he probably does i think the super bowl win probably keeps him there and he's done a pretty good job in the draft he's had some whoppers but i think overall i don't think his draft class has been too badly so he could probably argue he, he could keep his job if he wants um but I, I think Bowles is in a lot of trouble this year and i think if if he goes then all bets are all bets are off as to what happens at the quarterback position draft could go free agency the the cap issues of this year don't exist next year they got a lot of cap next year they could they could attack the free agency position if if the right QB comes along Um, I think they've got options next year to go how they want to go which is why they didn't want to commit to anyone this year so they're not committing they've shown it in training camp they're not in love with anyone so I don't think Baker Mayfield stays in this roster past this season I, if he makes the end of the season I'll be a, a little shocked um but I th- I think Chas can win the job and I think he can earn a, a, earn the job for next season but he could also give it away and, and be off this roster too next year
0: well I'm just looking at some quarterbacks that will be available corn to spottrack.com that will be available mm. uh, in next year's free agency um obviously the biggest one for obvious reasons is Kirk Cousins he'll be he's the main headline one but other ones could Ryan Tannehill uh, Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, who could, you know, if, if he shows shown size this year, if Purdy isn't fit for week one or doesn't have some injury again, you know, he could be available as well. Drew Locke, uh, Mayfield's on this list. Um, and it's not great on um, James Winston's on this list, you know, Gardner oh, yeah. Colt McCoy. So obviously he could be the one that you would go for if you had that choice, but um, not have... for the
1: money, not for the money he'll command. I don't think the Buccaneers do it. They'll, they'll, he'll want big money, fully guaranteed. You know, he was the first QB to get a fully guaranteed contract. The, the Buccaneers won't do that, I don't think. So, uh, yeah, I, I, from hearing that list, I would say that yeah, the draft probably looks likely. I don't think. You know, the one thing that people are going to assume this year is the Bucks are going to tank. The one thing I can guarantee you is the Bucks won't tank. Now they could finish in a top five pick by being bad. But they're not. The top bowls can't afford to tank. You know this franchise will not tank. Um, So unless unless Bowles has some assurances that he's got a job next season, which I don't think he does, yeah, I, I don't. This this franchise will not tank. They will not tank for Caleb Williams. It won't happen. Now they could end up there, and maybe if they're in a position to get him with two games to go, then. You know, that that could be an option, but at that point I'd imagine Bowles would probably have been fired already. So <laughs> I don't need, so I think then a different a different kettle of fish happens. So that could happen, but I don't see this franchise for the while Bowles is in charge, um, tank. I
0: just it won't happen. And terms of you mentioned bioleth, she's one of the ouch as well, obviously offensive coordinator for three seasons from twenty nineteen until the end of 2022 season now what do you think's happened with him because he was at one point I think, with a lot of head coaching jobs including the Jaguars job which obviously Peterson got instead you know he was part of the Super Bowl winning team and really the offense didn't change too much to the personnel you still had Mike Evans still had Chris Godwin you had Antonio Brown for half of the season after you won it right. Tom Brady was there albeit we know he digressed in 2022 so what would you put Saul obviously he's been fired it didn't go well last year what would you sort of put that down to the reason why it went so wrong, so south for that Le- left, which as your coordinator? Um, th-
1: let's be honest. He, he was faking it. Uh, he is probably the worst offensive coordinator I've seen in Tampa. And I've seen a few. Um, He didn't have a clue. He did not have a clue. Um, And he got found out when Arians left. That's what happened. Arians was part of the game planning. Arians built his offense. Arians owned his offense. Did he call every play? No. Did he approve every play? Probably. Um, there is no, there's there's no disguising the fact that Arians left and this offense went from what was a pretty meager, but average uh, rushing attack to the worst in the NFL. This team was single-handedly one of the worst ever rushing teams to have ever existed in the NFL. It was that bad rushing success. 32nd in the NFL. Um, this team didn't even manage four yards to carry on average. Like it was an appalling um, appalling effort. Rush success rate was one of the all-time lows. And they had the talent. You know, they drafted Rashard White, who has talent. You've got Leonard Fournette, who won a Super Bowl. This just, what happened was the predictability of play calling. Brian Lethbridge play ran the same calls over and over again. If I had to see another end around... Uh, on first on first down again, I honestly would have told We we got to the point as Bucks fans that we just could tell you what play was coming. It just was so predictable. You know, like I said, they run the ball seventy four percent on first down, which doesn't give you an advantage. If the other team knows you're going to run the ball on first down, what do you do? You stack the box. It was just a lack of creativity and play calling, and you're relying on a forty five year old quarterback. Okay, he's the greatest of all time but you're relying on a 45-year-old quarterback to make miracles. And he did it time and time again. You know, he dragged that team to eight and nine in a division title. Any other QB in the league, I think that team finishes with four wins, five wins. It was that bad with that offensive coordinator. So the fans wanted him gone. He's gone. Um, He got found out very quickly. Um, That's why he didn't get an offensive. That's why he didn't get a head coaching job. And that's why he's not going to get an offensive coordinator job in the NFL, because he's not good. He's not good enough to be an offensive coordinator. Um, And the problem is with Bowles, because he's a defensive coach, he needs somebody who's going to run the offense because he's not that side of the ball. So you don't have that cover that he had the first couple of years where Arians was was, was carrying him or three years. Where Arians was was carrying him. Arians was making the big calls. Arians was saying, right, we're going for this boys. We'll risk it, risk it, no biscuit, you know, no risk it, no biscuit. Um that stopped. How many times did they air the ball downfield last season? Very few. You know, and the vertical attack went. So when the vertical attack goes, and you've got one of the best uh 50-50 contested catches wide well, receivers, probably the league's ever seen in Mike Evans. And you're not giving him 50-50 contested 50, 50 catches out there. What are you doing? It just was it was madness. So, yeah, uh, Kanellis, uh comes in from Seattle. First ever offensive coordinator job, but, you know, he's been in the league a long time. Um, quarterbacks coach. You look at what he did with Geno Smith last year. Um, guy's ready for it. You'll see an improved and more varied offense this year, and there's some weapons to use. I just worry about this offensive line. I don't worry about the quarterback play behind it. Um, but I hope that Canellis doesn't be, a, he, I hope he's not a one and done. I hope that someone sees enough in him to uh, to give him a job next year if if they do clean house.
0: Now, one thing that you can have some positive about, as well as what did the division last season, was your defence. Because looking at the stats, mm. you were 10th in the league for passing yards allowed, 10th in the league for total yards allowed. 15th for rushing yards allowed and 14th for points allowed. So even though you weren't great and the offense definitely declined, there was some positive to come out of that season that you were Mm. still capable when it comes to defense. Now, what's your feeling on them? We've talked a lot about the offense so far, but in terms of the defense, what's your hopes and what's your what you're hoping to get out of this defense in 2023? This defense is a top
1: three defense in the league. Um, Last season, they made the playoffs purely on the back of this. You know, as I mentioned, They won a lot of one-score games, and a lot of those one-score games was because the defense made a lot of stops, a lot of stops. Probably the one weakness is the amount of turnovers that this defense generates. It definitely needs to generate more, but this defense is loaded. It's absolutely loaded with talent all the way through every phase of the game you've got Devin White, you've got Levante David, you've got Shaquille Barrett, you've got Vita Vare, you've got Antoine Winfield Jr., you've got Ryan Neal, you've got Carlton Davis. You are absolutely load Jamal Dean. You know, this this D is loaded. And you've got um, JTS, who's a first-round pick. He hasn't quite shown everything that he he could do yet. But this is his year, hopefully, that he he starts to rebound and put it all together. And then you've got Cansey we're adding to that, you know, to partner Vita Veya. I mean, that is a nasty front that is going to stop the run uh, over and over again. You know, the best rushers in the league aren't going to stand a chance against Cansey and, and Vea. There's just no chance. So this team's loaded on the other side of the ball. It's, it's absolutely stacked. needs to generate more turnovers, but you've got the to, top balls who's one of the best ever defensive coordinators that in the last 20 years that this league has seen. Um, we saw what he did with Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. He had him in absolute knots, um, and we know what he can do, especially in the big moments. So this D, this deal will be the reason that the Buccaneers can win six, seven games this season, um, maybe more. But it, it, if this team does anything this year, it will all be on that side of the ball because it's it's just loaded. And you know what we will be excited to see is is what they do especially the especially can see the first pack. i know he's injured he might miss the start but man and what he showed in camp this guy's a freak like he's an absolute freak he's going to be an absolute star if he comes back healthy and with vayan next to him wow i mean that is that is as mean a front as you're going to see in the nfl this season
0: yeah exciting times that is a great segue into our final second which is going to be our win last tie section so if you are this single watching on youtube for the first time and haven't yet been familiar with the process of this this segment, we ask every fan to predict their team's record by going through each game, answering with win, loss, tie. Now, last season, we had your friend, as well as one of my friends, Dan Hughes, came on the podcast to predict the Bucks' record. Now, you finished in real life with eight and nine um, and won the division. But can you guess what Dan's record prediction was last year? What you predicted them to have?
1: Oh, God, knowing Dan, he's quite conservative. So I reckon he'd have gone like 11 wins, 13.
0: <laughs> 13 okay. <and> <laughs>
1: Daniel, Daniel. <laughs> to yeah. be fair, to be fair, with how bad the division was,
0: that that shouldn't have been that far out of the reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was terrible division, and just on that, I mean, it's certainly improving. So obviously, it's it's a it's a, certain, it's a scary time in terms of in the Buccaneers fan because the Falcons have got Jesse Bates, and I think they've got a good coach in Arthur Smith there. BJ Robinson's come in as well. You know, the Panthers have got Bryce Young now. And I think Frank Reich has done a great job in the past. I know his last year didn't go well, in Indianapolis, but I think he's a good coach there. And then the Saints. They, I don't think Derek Carr's the answer long term. I think he could be a good short term fix. I think mm. having him with Chris Olave, I think, is a good duo. And Alpha Kamar wants his back from suspension as well as Jamal Williams. So it's yeah, it's going to be a definitely tougher division. So interesting to see what your predictions go as. So week one, you are uh, on the road, I should say, uh, to the Minnesota Vikings. Win, loss, or tie. No, a loss. Okay. Um, week two, um, you're at home for the first time this season uh, against the Chicago Bears.
1: So I'm going to watch this with a bunch of uh, UK Bucks fans, including Dan. Nice. Um, so I'm going to go with a win because, uh, you know, we broke the streak of uh, not winning in, in New Orleans when we watched them last year. So, yeah, uh, go with a win. Uh, optimistically, I think it'll be a close one, but I
0: think we'll nick a win at home to the Bears. I will ask you because he's something you've been to a few games now. Do you know what your overall record is watching Dol- Dolphins, watching the Buccaneers play live at games? Uh,
1: well, actually live. So we're not going, we're watching it in a bar in London as opposed to actually oh, going I out live. Going
0: to Tampa Bay. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. Sorry. I should have clarified. Yeah, we're going to Belushi's and watching them uh, oh. together. In, in um, I have, uh, what's my record seeing the Bucs live? I've seen them a lot, especially in the early years. Um, I've seen him win a Super Bowl live. So it's nice. One of them in Super Bowls. Uh I don't actually know what the actual I know it's a winning record. We I went we went last year, uh one in Munich, we were there. Um obviously the last time we were in London, we lost we've lost all three times in London. So um I was there for all three. Uh the last two times in Tampa, I, I've seen the loss. Um yeah, I don't know. I think there's a winning record in there, but it'd be stacked heavily on the early years where to I sort of 01 to 03 uh picked up a lot of wins when it was there and a few on the road as well. So uh yeah, but also watching them in Belushi's um three and So nice. <laughs> hopefully we extend that record to four and against the Bears.
0: Good luck, charm and Belushi's. Yeah, it is a little bit. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Is it the same Belushi that we went to for the fans of football then the same one or is it different yeah no, same one so yeah we've we've hired out
1: a booth we did it last
0: year there's
1: a video of me on uh, there's a video of a few of us on uh tw- on twitter or x or whatever it's called now uh which rick stroud retweeted where we predicted Jameis winston throwing a pick and we're all going because we knew it was coming so that was
0: good fun uh yeah no so we're, we're looking forward to that one that will be amazing stuff um well, week three is quite a tough one on paper. Um, you're at home to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, we'll lose that one. <laughs> yeah, no one needs to head about that. That's, that's all we need to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, hopefully we'll keep it somewhat close because we should match up pretty well against the Eagles, um, especially on the ground. I think we can contain Hurts, but I don't
0: see us overpowering them, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I can see that as well. Um, week four, you're on the road to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, lost there as well. Uh week f- week five is a bye week. So week six, you're at home for the Detroit Lions.
1: Oh, this is a close one. Um, I'm going to go with a loss.
0: Okay, not the best part
1: of I'm going to get I'm going to get absolutely rinsed when some people listen to this. I yeah. just think that I just think uh, Dan Campbell and what he's done with the Lions and and the different array of weapons. I think they could just outmatch us a little bit there.
0: So week seven uh, is a home game uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, we'll win that one. one, hundred percent. So week eight, a game I'm actually going to uh, is on the road to the Bills. Yeah, that'd be a loss. Don't yeah.
1: do the cold well.
0: But I, I will. Late, I will be it's late October. Though. it'd Be cold. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... make
1: sure when you go, make sure you go and find the guy who who cooks pizzas in filing cabinet.
0: That I've got to find that is my mission now. You know.
1: <laughs> I'm setting you a challenge. I want a picture with the guy who cooks his pizzas in the filing cabinet. He's there every game tailgate, so it's phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Oh, I can't wait. I mean, I've been to Buffalo very briefly, but I've not, I have not I've been to a game yet. Um, hoping I'll be some good luck, some sort of good luck charm for you guys. I mean, I've seen you guys play once at Raymond James, and you lost. So, um, I'm not <laughs> the good luck charm. But um, especially with this season, Baker Mayfield is probably not going to help. But Um, hopefully, I can see the bills lose anyway. Should be a good experience. Um, week nine is a road game against the Houston Texans.
1: Yeah, we'll pick, we'll finally pick up our first win on the road against the Texans. (laughs)
0: Um, so week 10 is a road game, that's not a road game, home game against the Tennessee Titans. Oh,
1: um, I'll put us down for a loss there against the Titans. I think it'll be close, but I think they might just edge it.
0: The week 11 um is a road game against the San Francisco 49ers. Oh uh, yeah, lost. You can pencil that one in. <laughs> yeah. Probably right in. The pen. Top of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um week 12 um is a road game against the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I think they fancy their chances against AR15. Yeah, I'd put, I'd put them for a win there on the
0: road so week 13 is a home game against the carolina panthers
1: uh yeah you can put us down for a, a win there
0: okay again the winds up nicely here um week 14 is a road game against the atlanta falcons
1: mm, i would think the winning
0: streak probably comes to an end here hey okay, okay so in week 15 you're going to lambo field to take on the packers
1: so I think if we were at home, I'd probably say we would win this. But given the fact it's Lambo, it's December. I know we won there in January in the AFC title game, but that was when we were riding a the away with seven, eight wins in a row at that point. Um, I don't think uh, that would be the case. So
0: I'm going to put us down for a loss here. Close loss. I think it'd be a really low-scoring defeat. Okay, hey, so then week 16, Christmas Eve, um 4.05 pm local time and 9.05 p.m. For, for those watching in the UK, um against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know
1: what? I think we match up pretty well against the Jags. Uh I'll put us in for a win here. Uh because I actually think we'll we'll match up pretty well. I think we will um
0: I think the D will swallow them. I think they'll have a good game. Now for you, Christmas time off this this'll be late in the Christmas Eve. We'll probably finish, or will finish, I imagine just after Christmas Day starts. Now, I don't know how your your own traditions are, but will you get to watch this game in your household? Uh,
1: Christmas Eve. Yeah, should do. Should get to watch it on Christmas Eve. Um, Yeah, no, I'll I'll get to watch it live on Christmas Eve. So, yeah, I think so. If it was Christmas Day, maybe not. But, yeah, I think Christmas Eve, yeah, I'll get to watch it. I think because it's the late game, I think if it was the six o'clock, I probably would struggle to miss the start. But, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely be staying up for this one.
0: Yeah, I think I'm the same as you. I mean, I think we're playing the exact same time. I think pretty much Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve are going to be both like a full slate of Sunday games. Mm. I think we're playing Dallas. I think it's at 9.25. I think we're definitely playing Dallas. Or that New Year's Eve? It's one of the two. But I know that's going to be a case where, yeah, it's on late enough. We don't have to worry about if you're ignoring parents or ignoring family members. You can just get your iPad out and just watch it. And then when you go to bed, put it on the big screen.
1: Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, we'll be at home. So I'll be watching that. And then uh,
0: same on uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve isn't a big thing in our house, so I'll have that on for sure. And speaking of which, you faced the New Orleans Saints on that day at home. So again, 1pm local time, 6pm in the UK if you want to watch that. Yeah, win or tight Uh I really hate
1: this, but I think we're think i'm gonna lose i hate this this is really horrible this is like torture this is like really one of the worst things i've ever done well recording wise this is genuinely this is genuinely traumatic like i hadn't really sit, I sat here until this and gone win lose win lose yeah okay yeah loss i don't think i don't think we're gonna win this at all
0: well welcome to the podcast
1: oh thanks mate <laughs>
0: Um, and finally week 18 uh, Is a road game against the Panthers
1: uh, Yeah we, we will We will Lose this one as well Don't have a good record in Carolina
0: So speaking of records you will end this year According to your predictions with a 6 and 10 record That sounds about right Actually that's not right I think I've miscounted here i giving you 6 and 10 not 6 and 11 or I missed that yeah, so it's 6 and 11 Should be right like, This is what you get for going to the festival The day before recording this um, yeah, so yeah, six and eleven, so yeah, um, that has you, Coney. you've had you are thirty second guest and our thirty first team, so you are our um joint second least optimistic fan.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised there's someone least optimistic than me. was it the Texans fan by any chance? Uh, it was the
0: cardinals fan,
1: <laughs> really, you wow, are so I think the Cardinals might shock a few people to, shock. oh, really,
0: okay, I, about
1: that I don't think I don't think they're gonna be as bad as people think they're gonna be. I don't. I don't quite understand this whole. They're going to be terrible. I listen. I don't think their division is all that. I don't. Their, their division is. Their division isn't great. It's got. Yeah. Okay. It's got the 49ers in it. They walk the division. I think. I think you can look at that and say that the 49ers have got that division locked. Then you have got Seattle, who aren't bad, but they're not great. They're, oh, they, they
0: made.
1: They made the playoffs, I but I they're, like the they.
0: Screen. I like Witherspoon oh. a lot.
1: Yeah, they're, they're great defensively. I'm not sure offensively. Are we going to see the Gino Smith for 2022? I'm not so sure. Um, and they've, you know, they've they've lost their offensive. You know, they've lost some coaching on that side of the ball. I don't know. So then, and then you've got the Rams. I think the Rams are going to be terrible. Like for me, would not shock me if the Cardinals win more games than the Rams because okay. the Rams are paying the piper. You know, they're they're in the same boat. They've had no first-round draft pick for, I don't know, 10,000 years or however long they've traded picks for. <laughs> and then, you know, you've got Matt Stafford in his back. I don't think he finishes the season. Uh, they've got no real – if Cam Akers is is a walking, you know, you might as well put the Q next to him every week on, on the old uh, injury status right now um, because he's, there's no guarantee he plays that many games. Um, they've got one stellar wide receiver in Cooper cup and then you've got Van Jefferson who's not bad but he's not he's not the best two in the world and then they've got what Paku or or Tutu Atwell like Tutu Atwell who I think he's the same weight as 144 quarter pounders like that's not that many when you really think about it so yeah. I yeah I sat there and worked it out it's not that many so I I sit there and think there's not I don't think the Rams are that good. They've lost a lot of talent on D. It wouldn't shock me. I think Jonathan Gannon is a better coach than people give credit for. I know it's his first year. I know he's been given a, a bit of a dud hand. I know that the Cardinals wide receivers aren't all that. I know the offensive line is trash. I get all that. I think Kyler Murray, when he's back, wins games on his own. I think he's that good. Not, I'm not saying he's elite, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, don't at me. But I think, I look at that division, he's the best quarterback in that division and it really isn't close. Genuinely, I think it's Kyler Murray and then there's a big gap to the rest. I, I would have said Stafford in his prime, but this is, we're talking Stafford at the very, very end of his career with multiple back surgeries. Like, I don't think he has got what he had five years ago. I think Brock Purdy's fine for that system, any other system he's not playing. And then you've got Gino, who listen, great year last year, not going to take it away from him, but there's a reason the guy was a backup until he was 31 years old. True. The, True. Yeah. I just think, you know, some things just, you can't, you can't odds. So I just think when you, if you've got the best quarterback in the division, you've got a chance most weeks of pulling off some results. And in fact, you look at the conference it's not many better. But you'd argue that... You'd argue the what? Hurts is, is better. I think oh. he's better than all the... I think he's better than all the quarterbacks in the South. Easily. I mean, you, you give Bryce Young some time, but this year he's going to be better. So he's better than all the quarterbacks in the South. Uh, he's better than all the quarterbacks in the West. It's only Hurts in the East. And in the North, Kirk Cousins... I mean you got Jordan Love, barely played. Um you've got Jared Goff, he's better than Jared Goff. Jackie, and got. I, I oh, like Goff. yeah, I, I think I like, I like Goff. I like Goff. I think Kyler Murray's a better quarterback. I don't think I'm reaching out there. And then you got Fields, he's a better quarterback than Fields. So realistically, you're saying that he could be really, he could be the second best quarterback in the <laughs> NFC. And when you sit there, and like, that is baffling. I, I've only just really got that solution in my head right now. But really, I'm only putting Jalen Hurts ahead of him. And you could you could make an argument for Kirk Cousins. You could make an argument. But I, I I wouldn't make that argument, but someone would, and and I would be okay. So I think for me he's the second best quarterback in the conference. And you and then you think, well, you've just got half a chance. If it depends on when he comes back. If he comes back by week five, that, I'm not saying they'll make the playoffs, but I think they'll win games. So I don't think the I don't think the Cardinals are as bad. I think defensively, you know, I think defensively they're they're pretty solid. I think they've got some 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 game changers on there. Yeah, I I don't sleep on the Cardinals. I don't think there is. I think the Cardinals will win more games than the Buccaneers this year.
0: Wow, that that is a that is a, that is a soundbite. Right, that's the clip all I need for social media. <laughs> now. I've got it here sorted. There you go. Like podcast.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, I made Paul Picking a happy man tonight.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'll be loving that. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I, I'll send it to him in the group chat and, and see whether they see how he responds to that. You do so. he will be like, he wouldn't believe it. <laughs> and I'm one of the more optimistic Buccaneers fans. <laughs> well, with six and eleven, that is that is really saying something. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is where we'll end the podcast for today. So, um, just first of all, huge thank you again, Murph, for coming on. Oh, always thanks very much anytime let's uh let's do it again soon and of course you've done some great work recently for oh, not only 5 Bud rush but also for fancy pros so for those listening at home or watching on youtube what can we look forward to from you in the next few months work wise
1: uh lots of content uh it's been a bit of a challenging year health-wise for me so it's been getting up to full swing so um i've got half a book that's sitting here on my desk pretty much um i might just put it out as half a book. um, I might not. I haven't decided yet. And then, um, yeah, lots of in-season content for 5-Year Going to have loads of guests on the pod, uh, loads of writing, loads of writing for fantasy pros. Maybe somewhere else, maybe not. It, it kind of depends on what happens. Um, but I'm going to keep him busy as long as I'm healthy. So, yeah, lots of content. If you want to win your leagues, uh, give me a follow at Murph underscore NFL. Uh, I'll look at lineups. I'll look at trade offers um yeah and i'll just try and help you in some leagues uh like i have helped a lot of people in the past supposedly or people might just tell me that to be kind and actually i've cost people a lot of money who knows <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i remember like at the fancy event i asked Will gavin for advice about who to take cuz my wallet picks he's he's selected josh jacobs for me and i'm I was almost ready to have a go at him when he comes on the podcast in a few weeks, but now he's signed that contract, then I can, I can have less of an issue with Will Gavin's advice. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, in the meantime, this has been the Across the Pod podcast. I've been Andy, this has been Murph, and we'll see you for our final team season preview, which will be taking the best or last, the Marley Dolphins. See you guys then.